Hi there, I'm Jim Weber and I'm here at Concord TV and today on Community Conversations we're going to be talking about theater which may be a new subject for our Community Conversations but we're happy to bring it to you. We have some exciting things coming up here in Concord this spring especially at the Community Players of Concord. They are current, currently involved in their 95th season, I believe, and it's been quite an exciting year. They started out with a documentary about their 95-year history. They did a children's production of Wind in the Willows, a musical, and then proceeded to do the comedy-drama version of Murder on the Orient Express based on the Agatha Christie novel that's very famous. And very recently, in February, they did a production called The 39 Steps, which is a spoof of the Hitchcock classic that was recently done. Uh, now coming up, we have a, our spring show at the Community Players, and it's, an, it's a world premiere comedy, which is not something we have terribly often, but it is about Hollywood in the 1920s, and it's written by one of our most famous people here in the theater in Concord, who is Wallace J. Pinot. We're lucky to have him as a guest today here at uh, Concord TV, and he is the writer and director of a brand new play entitled Not a Word that is about Hollywood in the 1920s. We also have an actor from the show, Nathan Osborne is with us here today, so we'll be meeting them one after the other. Wally, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Jim. Good, good, yeah. good. good. Yeah. Uh, tell us about how you came to create this original world premiere comedy called Not a Word. Uh, actually, it stemmed from uh, seeing the movie The Artist, uh, which is um, just a few years old, and I uh, fell in love with it, and I thought, I wonder if any play has ever been written about the, um, you know, the silent film era. There, I, I directed a piece called um, Once in a Lifetime by Kaufman and Hart, mm -hmm. but it was about the talking pictures that just came from the silent film. So it focused on, on people trying to... Uh, uh, create an elocution school for those those actors. I tried to do, I did more research and only found one particular play, but it was mostly about how to act, uh, and it was written way back in the twenties. Um, so it really didn't have anything to do, uh, basically, about the silent mm -hmm. film era. And I couldn't find anything. And I said, I'm wondering if it's possible. Well, it is possible, but trying to come up with uh, a play that is about breaking into film, but it's the silent era part of film. And I thought that would be, and so that's how it started. That was the, the, the catalyst for getting okay. me going. Now I'm going to throw something in here sure. that I know about you. I know you're a professor of theater at New England College for many years. That's right. You taught theater and act, acting, and, drama, and, and uh, yeah. dramatic theory, that's et cetera. Right. Yeah. So, um, but you also spent your sabbaticals in Los Angeles, right? I in did. Hollywood. I and did. did you work for a, like a casting director? Was that right? I, I, I kind of was volunteering. Yes, I ended up working with Eddie Foy III. Um, his grandfather was a great burlesque actor, and his dad was a big Broadway mm -hmm, actor, mm -hmm. a lot of musicals. And Eddie and I became very good friends, and I worked with him. I also had the honor, and a very close friend of mine, um, Al Lehman, who was a costume uh, designer, mm -hmm. and um, Cy Tamashoff, who was a, um, a scenic designer. They both, Cy won nine um, Emmy Awards, and um, Al won one and nominated for quite a few. 
So they're the ones that got me interested in uh, going to Hollywood and learning more. I wanted to learn more about film so I could bring it back to my students. Sure. And that was the purpose of it, of trying to see if I could work out some internship for now, them. Now, did your working at the casting office have any effect on you, like looking back to the history of old Hollywood in any way? Um, or? It, it, well, it just intrigued me about more so of what these people who wanted to be in film, because a lot of the people I was meeting right. were all these newcomers sure. and wanted to see how they were reacting. And I would also always talk to Eddie to find out, you know, what was he looking for, et cetera. And I, he, he was great. He allowed me to go and sit on um, auditions. particular auditions. Sure. Uh, I even had the opportunity to sit on the original um, the Secret Sins of the Father, which was a film okay. directed by Bo Bridges, his okay. dad. The whole Bridges family was in it. Mm -hmm. And outsiders are not really allowed to go into the read-throughs, and they allowed me to go in. That's and so great. I was learning a lot more, especially the playwright or the screenwriter was there. And one actor wanted to change a line. He didn't particularly find it very interesting, the mm -hmm. way it was written. Mm -hmm. And so Bo said, well, you got to ask the playwright. I can't change it. So the play, he asked the playwright. The playwright asked him to please repeat the line. How do you want to say it? And I'm sitting there and I'm listening. And you could see the playwright thinking. Right, mm, right. Do I want to do that? How are you <laughs> going to say that again? And he had to say, no, tell me exactly. And he did. And he said, I can accept that the way you said it, but. Okay. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Uh, going back to newcomers coming into. Yeah. Film yeah. and also in theater. I think uh, let's let's uh, have a minute with Nathan sure. here because Nathan actually plays, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, someone who is like a newcomer to the film business in the play. Is that right? Yeah. So he is a writer, mm -hmm. and he's wanting to write for films, um, but it's the 1920s, so there's no sound. Right. So everyone's sort of going, you're a writer, but they don't say anything. Right. So what exactly what? do you want to write? Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of um, him struggling to find a place for himself in this business as a writer when ostensibly there's nothing to write, but <laughs> he's trying to find, well, the actors are they're saying something yes yeah um so maybe i can improve on whatever it is they are <laughs> saying or, and there, there's captions right you know in the, the old you know silent movies there was captions so he could write the captions or even you know write the plot write right. the storyline i i believe there's some issue with the director that he doesn't work with the script at all is that no, right no, or something right. so right. poor poor bertie is stuck with this situation where he has a director who has no idea what the story is to begin with. Oh, is right, but right? the story is, is being made up as, as, as they go. As they're yeah. going along, and the, right, the, direct, right. the director sees no need for him. Yes. You know? yeah. <laughs> but um, the young uh, ingenue, who they become kind of a, a related uh, right. couple, um, if she was to continue, she convinces her director yes. to hire him, and mm -hmm. yet, director has. What am I going to do with them? I have no idea. You know? Right, right. But he right. does come up with something. And, and yeah, and so he is he is able to um, find a place for himself to to a certain extent, at least in this one film they're working on sure. um, in the show. And um, one of the things I think about when I'm when I'm reading through the character is something that maybe a lot of people experience is kind of like a fraud syndrome mm -hmm. of like, am am I is everyone going to find me out as right. you know just being totally you know full of it. Right. And um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, 
I've been thinking about that because mm -hmm. uh, obviously it's been in the news lately, people that pad their resumes and come across oh. it as something who they perhaps are not. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I thought, well, that's very, we can relate to that in your all show. The, because often in Hollywood, it's the history of people going out there trying to reinvent themselves mm -hmm. and maybe put themselves in a field that they're maybe not quite experienced enough for or that you know, they want to be accepted as mm -hmm. X when they're not really quite oh, to that sure. level yeah. yet. You know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. And it even carries into the theater. Sure, you I know, suppose We'll, we'll get resumes right. and people say, oh, you know, look at this, look at that. And right. You just have to ask the right questions and you realize, oh, this has been padded. Right. You know? now, yeah. now, I'm sure this isn't the case amongst any of us, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but while you've been with the players for probably since 1975, That's is that right? right? Yeah. When you came in and you were in uh, 1776. Correct. And then you directed The Miracle Worker shortly that was that's right. Yeah. So, uh, Nathan, you, when did you join the players? How um, so, I am new to the players. Mm -hmm. um, I joined in the fall of last year. Right. Um, I played uh, Colonel Arbuthnot in Murder on the Orient Express. Um, I hadn't done anything on the stage for about seven years wow. uh, prior to that. Mm -hmm. And so, it was my um, first audition, first show. Uh, thrust back into it and um, so it was it was exciting but b before that I hadn't done anything since the years after college I see I see so you but you had an enjoyable experience I hope yes it, it went was well it was wonderful yeah, it was the, quite um, a production the theater uh, was beautiful mm -hmm, the set mm -hmm. was beautiful and we're gonna have a beautiful set this time too. great it's terrific really terrific we'll get to that in a moment uh, speaking of people who do a lot of things <laughs> uh, anyway um, tell us about the story of the play in general the play is called not a word right so right not a word basically yeah. because it's mm -hmm. silent film mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a, um, it basically it takes place in a boarding house that um, caters uh, to individuals, you know, young men and women or older men and women, who are interested in uh, working on film. Mm -hmm. And um, so we actually see uh, a number of people coming together um, at the first act of those who want to be involved in the film world, mm -hmm. um, which they are embarking upon something that just may not be, you know, um, suited for them. But it's fun because we meet them. We meet them there. There are also a couple of people who are um, who live there that are just boarders, and uh, one of them does uh, have a part-time role, basically in in film, right. being a makeup artist. Right. Um, so we're introduced with these newcomers who are desperately want to be so involved. They have all fallen in love with Mary Pickford mm -hmm. and the poor little rich girl, and they just marvel over her and marvel over the whole. Um, artist artwork of um, of film. They just l love the artistry of it, and so they want to come together. And then it's the second act that we meet other characters who are part of this film that really have no clue what they're doing um, because there's no script. So this is the so, film that's being made is kind of a fly by night. The, type uh, absolutely, the, okay, they yeah. use they use the hotel, uh, the uh, boarding houses because the young ingenue. Uh, says to the director who needs this very large room to look like an embassy and right. he has nothing and mm -hmm. she convinces him about this place so he brings his troupe and they use the boarding house to film as the background, as the background right sure. and yeah. that's where pandemonium all starts okay. to happen yes yeah, yeah. Um, now I have to say I really enjoyed reading the play because and it's funny that you mentioned once in a lifetime not that it's anything like no, that because it's, it's not like, no nothing like but that. it had almost the style of a Kaufman and Hart in that at the beginning you're introduced in kind of a very warm-hearted and friendly mm -hmm. you know it's not really it's very, a little bit gentle relaxed mm -hmm. and 
but it's an amusing way that you're introduced to all these different types of people. And as, as good playwriting was, as Kaufman said, oh, you know, yeah. act one is you get your man up the tree, act two you throw stones at him, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and your act two is the same way. Except the, the unusual thing about this play, and kind of like Kaufman and Hart, I suppose, is that there are many different characters, and there's not really like one leading no. character. No. The, the focus tends to shift quite evenly around between the different characters. So your character gets as much stage time as really anyone else, almost. You know, mm -hmm. They kind of tend to, uh, right. tend to jump around. Right, the first you know? act yeah. focuses like on Birdie, on um, Miriam, Miriam yep. and you know, the, the other few people. The people who, that live in the that boarding live in the house. Right. right, and then when second act comes around, those actors really take uh, a back seat for a while, yeah. and right. it's all the, the crew director, and the director and, the, and his yes. actors yes. Uh, come in and create chaos, but they're the ones who focus on the part of the second act. Then it's the third, second, basically major scene of the second act that they all basically come and share yes. something similar. Right. right. And, uh, and I think what's great about it is it's not just the pandemonium of uh, inexperienced people no. trying to make a film, right. you also get to, um, there are some cracks in the thing, and, oh, and, okay. and the personalities of who these people really are comes out later on in the play. Right, right. And then there's even a few more twists as we go as on. As we go on. You know? yeah. So it ends up being a very satisfying package mm -hmm. overall, I thought. Yeah. Uh, much like an old-fashioned, well-written play. You know, right, and, I, did, and so, I, yeah. I didn't want the, uh, the audience to walk away just thinking, oh, this is silly, et cetera, because yeah. Towards the end, you find out who these people really are, mm -hmm. and we've been laughing at them and with them, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, what a sad situation this is, and you're, you're kind of listening to them, and they, they become real. All of a sudden, right. the says, these are real people. And I think that you, uh, you have to give these people their due who have left their hometowns Absolutely. or wherever they were or secure jobs right. and have gone out there and really thrown everything, everything on the gambling table. Yeah, Absolutely. This is, this is, what, what's great about the plot, I think, is it ends up being an all-or-one gamble for everybody. For everybody. Involved. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah. They each have their dreams, but they're all they're all gambling on this together. They are. And that really creates a bit of, yeah. you know, an interesting tension, and there yeah. are some switches. Anyway, yeah. uh, but it makes it very enjoyable and satisfying yeah. overall as, you, as you're watching it and reading it, anyway. And it's, um, it's silly and fun, um, mm. but it is very touching. In, mm -hmm. the, in the end, mm -hmm. it, it's, it is. It's, a very, it's very touching and um, not to give anything away, but right. one of the greatest endings of a show that yes. I've ever read. Oh, I the, mean, really, oh, really? Just, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. surprise ending. There is a surprise ending, yeah. I'll say, and it really is a surprise. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some different actors that are in the play, and okay. we can pop in some pictures of... In it, I believe you have mm -hmm. Anne Oreo, who is playing the... She uh, plays Claire Fortuna, who right. is the um, makeup artist and also part-time palm reader, mm -hmm. which Los Angeles has on every other corner. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. People wondering what's happening to yeah. me in my yeah. career. What's yeah. about me? Yeah. Um, and as the director... Kai. Sorry, the first Kai. time I've, Kai. I've worked Sorry. with him, right. Yep. Um, yes, and when he auditioned... Great audition, and I said, he said, I love to do accents. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, it was very obvious. So, yes, yes. he plays he plays the director. Right. Um, Otto. Otto Deutsch, uh, Deutschmann, Deutschmann, who has yep. uh, fallen and kind of admired uh, Eric von Stroheim, the old uh, Austrian yes. director. Right. So he's uh, 
he tries to emulate him. The right. first husband of, of Norma Desmond, right? That's, <laughs> that's right. And he, the actor, speaks 13 languages, so he's good, he's good at acting. Does he really? He does. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, my know that. Goodness. I yeah, had no amazing. idea. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yep. And let's see, you have Eric Hodges. Uh, oh, who's a veteran the, community player? He's been around. He's been with the players since even he was longer a child. than he was a kid. Since he Absolutely. was like nine or ten. Yes. Know, so right. he's been in probably nineteen early nineteen sixties. He plays the colonel. He plays the colonel. Right. Um, he's got some great facial expression. I've worked with Eric a number of times, um, and uh, he was, he's just a delight. And he just to happens work to the character with. happens to live at the. He lives, house, he's right? the current, yeah. he has nothing to do with, with film. With the movie world, He's right. the okay. only one that has nothing to do right. with film. Even Florence, who runs it, her husband ran away with a starlet, so, sure. so said. So she has contact, and she runs it, so she knows a lot of these type of people. Right. But the colonel, he's in his own yeah. But also, own to a degree, uh, uh, Florence, played by Cindy Dickinson, Cindy, right. she runs the boarding house. She right? runs it's the her, house, that, and that's house, the connection yeah. that she has because right. she did a backstory, which was absolutely wonderful. We used to call them fictional worlds, right. where um, she and her husband owned this place, and when he ran away with a starlet, she was left with the house, and she said, you know, that's what she opened it up. And because film was such a, um, you know, really uh, up and coming then, that she decided this may be a way of making money. And so surviving. she opened it up, right? Exactly. So she opened it up for all these newcomers. Right. And as she got older, she, you know, the roles She's weren't, right weren't there. coming. And yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. And when the, when the uh, film director comes in, Otto comes in, he brings in with him, um, he, uh, let's see, who is that? The character well, is he brings Eddie. Eddie. Who, Eddie. Now, Eddie is a vision-impaired cameraman. A vision-impaired. That's is right, that right, right. right. Uh, yes. You find out you know, how, why he hired him. Right. Because people say, I don't understand. Well, you'll find that, you'll find that out. Right. Um, but and yes, he's being he's, played by Seth Bunk. Seth Bunk, okay? right. Yeah. And that's right. He's visually impaired. Right. Um, he can move around. He's, you know, he's, he's, as he said, I'm not blind, blind. He can actually do things, you know, but... Um, his eye focus is just a little off. So it comes to so, aiming the camera. He's, he's, he's a bit challenged. He's a little <laughs> off, right? So the director, Otto, has to periodically push the camera into the right direction. Right. And then he also brings a has-been of a horrible actor, an Italian, all right, Lorenzo Donaprimi. Right. He brings him in. He meets him, and you'll find out where he meets him, but he uses him as his leading, one of his leading men. Right. Right, so uh, you get to uh, you know find out more about this Italian actor, and there's that's a, played by um, Dana uh, Dana Sackers, right? Yeah. And uh, Valerie Kerr plays a she script plays assistant. She Bertha right? Blankmind. Bertha Blankmind. Um, right. She is, <laughs> in a way, she it was my mom who sort of uh, my mom had a job at um, as a secretary uh -huh. in, a, in a shoe factory, and just the normal thing, you know. Um, she really loved stay home mom, but she had to work, and. Um, so the, the, the normal things of just would go in and do her typing and do what she had to do. And that was her life. And that's why I made Bertha. And Bertha takes, Bertha's one of the ones who takes one of the biggest steps mm -hmm. of just giving up everything of just a simple life and taking, and she becomes a script girl because she realized right. that, well, I can take notes, et yes. cetera, and dictation. Yeah, they always need someone. Right. To help so, out. and uh, Valerie Kerr is playing her. And yeah. um, she's, she, at times, she just sends me over the edge, too, because the way I just hear my mom saying some of these <laughs> lines. So, and she doesn't even know it, but I, I hear my mother. Yeah, and as your great. love interest is the young girl who starts the play in action, yeah. the girl who comes to Hollywood is, um, I'm sorry, Miriam. Miriam Van Hyberhauser. Right. Mm -hmm. Certainly not a name that you could put on the marquee. No. Um, but and she's played by Hannah uh, McCauley. Yes. Right. Uh -huh. 
Right, and um, yeah, and and she she was in Barefoot in the Park. If people saw that, yes. she played Corey in Barefoot. Right. That was the first time I actually worked with her. Mm -hmm. She was wonderful, yep. um, and uh, she's just got a. I just love her smile and everything. She's just so good. She's so energetic. Well, this I was just saying so before energetic. the before the camera came yeah. on, I was so, I was so amazed that I thought it was really neat that you cast actors oh. mm -hmm. such as Nathan and Hannah who are a little bit older than the characters they play, right. but they're really good at commenting on those characters, whereas someone who is very young probably yeah, could not. Yeah, no, because you know they've I mean? ex I'm sure they've yeah. experienced these moments. We were taking pictures yeah. the other night, and these two, yeah. were, I'll show it on the screen, they yeah. were making the greatest faces with each other. It was like adorable. It was so cute. So well, anyway, and, well that's, yeah. that's what we're trying to get out for coming through, where we're starting to, with the blocking. and, and right. Nathan started to make some comments. I said, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and I said, that's what, because um, Cindy Dickinson, who plays Florence, yes. that's what she's looking for, because she recognizes this relationship that's beginning to build. Yes. And she sees that, and she, she's, you know, she's kind of figured, I can play a part in getting them and together. And getting them together, right. right and right. so what they're doing together is yeah. really, it's So magical. all of these roles keep developing, oh, just in piece they by keep piece laying, by piece laying it, it right. On. It must have been very fun to write. I'm, maybe it wasn't, but I mean, it seems like it might It was, you know. Um, yeah. It's not the first, pl it's probably like the sixth one that I've written, but um, what's wonderful is once you get into these characters, somehow it's, it's they're telling, I'm not writing words, they're kind of into my head now, mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. telling me what to write. Yeah. Birdie is saying, no, 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 I wouldn't say that, say this, I went, oh yeah, that makes sense. You and get the, to understand Yeah, their, all of a sudden you'll get right. somebody else whispering in your ear, it might yep. be Miriam, or it yep. might be Flo, and, so, you know, and then all of a sudden it starts, it's really a, a fascinating thing. Each I never them. experienced that before. Oh, I did at the, yes. like I first started writing, yeah. and I said, yeah. "This is what they talk about," yeah. and it does. It takes each of them over. has their they own jargon, over. you know, and you oh, get to learn absolutely. what's right and what isn't. Absolutely, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, we have to wrap up, sort of. We're oh, getting a little okay. bit close, but I do want to mention we have some terrific producers involved in this yeah, show. Quite yeah. a team of them. You have. Alwyn Fine, you have Elizabeth Lent, yep. you have Doug Schwarz and, and Colleen, Colleen Schwarz, Schwarz and Mary, Mary Walker. Walker. Is that right? Yeah, okay. yeah. They're yeah. doing a terrific job. Mm -hmm. And they've set up a great team of uh, lighting. You have Stephen Meyer. Yeah, is that I have right? Stephen Meyer. Yeah. Uh, costumes. You I have, have a, a new a new person, okay. Suzanne uh, Potoma. Right. She did right. a lot of work in um, in was it Nyack, New York, or something like that. Okay, a terrific. number of number yeah. of uh, plays out there. Yeah. And she just came to New Hampshire not all that long ago, and she wanted to get back into it. We happened to go to the same church, St. <laughs> Catharines, and she heard about my uh, involvement. She wanted right. to get involved. And yeah, she's doing all the costuming. Excellent. A lot of it. Yeah, Betty Lent is helping her. Okay, her, good. You know? good. Yeah, and um, new people with props. Um, I don't know. I just met her, Linda. I don't, I don't even know Linda. Oh, yes, name. I know Linda Chapman. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, yeah, right. So, she, yeah, she's interested mm -hmm. she's in that. She's been with us all season. Yeah, and yeah. Corinne Stanley, who's acting as assistant stage manager, mm -hmm. very attentive. Yep. She's wonderful. Donna Julian is, is your back stage as my manager. stage manager. Terrific. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's good. You've got a great production I have team a great all lined up. Yeah. So, Things are clicking. We're just a number of weeks away from yeah, uh, Not a Word, yeah. which is coming up May 5, 6, and 7. That's right. Uh, May, uh, uh, Friday and Saturday, May 5 and mm -hmm. 6 at 7.30, yep. and Sunday, May 7 at, at 2, 2 p.m. Right. right. Okay. Uh, tickets are now on sale online mm -hmm. at communityplayersofconcord.org. We'll put that on the screen for everybody. Okay. Uh, make it easy for you to get tickets. Uh, they're also available. Let me get this right. Uh, 
4747. Okay. David Murdo's cell phone. There you go. Okay. And the box office will be open at the theater before performances. That's right. And uh, the best place to go really is online to communityplayersofconcord.org where they have all the information about mm -hmm. the play. Mm -hmm. Nathan, anything else you'd like to say about the production? Um, it's It's been... Uh, so wonderful uh, working with Wally. I didn't know um, his background. I mean, I have a background in theater. You know, yeah. I studied theater. Yes. Um, but I didn't know that he was a professor. I mean, it really mm -hmm. shows mm -hmm. um, just, you know, we're in the process right. of kind of the early stages blocking yeah, and things right, right now. Yeah, and right. it's just been, um, it's been a beautiful process and it's taken me back to my, my college <laughs> days. So <laughs> it's been, it's oh, been really if, nice. If anyone knows the whole game, it's this one. Yeah. Now, yeah. speaking of that, in addition to all of these things, yeah. writing, directing, yeah. you also designed the set and are building it. Is that That's right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So we have another beautiful, you know, two-story Wally Pino set on <laughs> the stage of Concord City Auditorium with the play, the new comedy, the world premiere. We can say world premiere. It is. That's a movie term. It is uh, for this show, and uh, we hope people will come and check it out in uh, May five, six, and seven at the City Auditorium. Wrapping up the players' 95th season. That's right. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate you oh, having here. Oh, thank, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, okay. it was great, Jim. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Yeah.